gets it even more. You're listening to Two Cents Radio with Rob, Nico, and Nick. This is episode 320 for August 13th, 2022. Hi, everybody. I'm Rob. This is Nico. Nick here. Nico's on vacation. He's on FaceTime with us. Broadcasting from sunny Carolina Beach in North Carolina. Oh, North Kakalaki. I thought maybe you were in South Kakalaki. No, North Kakalaki. (laughs) I said that phrase a couple times already this week. I've I've kind of worked y'all into my vocabulary as well. That's like, I, good. I feel like I've said the term y'all more this week than I have in the rest of my life combined. Y'all in y'all North Kakalaki. Great term, y'all. Yeah. Really efficient. I'm right. a big fan of y'all. I, I was talking to this guy at this bar last night and he was like from Seattle and he just moved here like three years ago and he was already like slipping in like y'alls and there was really like an accent developing. And I'm like, this dick, like this fucking poser. And then I realized that I'd been doing the exact same thing, and I've only been here a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just slipping into the southern drawl to fit in. Uh, I like the south. I like it here. I might stay. I think you should. Mm. It's really it's really cool down here. I mean, when the Civil War uh, that we're about to go through eventually happens, I yeah. think it's a good place to hunker down. They yeah, have all the guns here. And I don't think the south is going to lose a second time. It's hard to, it's hard <laughs> to beat a team twice. <laughs> it's hard to repeat. You know, ask the Seattle Seahawks, ask the Denver Broncos. It's it's hard to repeat. It man. is. It is. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! So how I'm it? I'm just I'm living my best life here, man. This is the best. Yeah, good. So how long are you there yet? Uh, I'm here just is for two more days. Weekend, That's right? it. I'm leaving oh, wow. here on Monday. So are you going to be home for the, the big BCS finale? Uh, I will. I'll be pulling in after uh, 12 hours straight of driving. Or, or more importantly, are you going to be home to edit this audio? Well, that uh... too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get that done. I brought my whole PC with me, but I forgot my mic cord. So uh, I, I, I'm doing this off my iPhone right now. Moron. Yeah, it was all, you know, best laid plans, as they say. Well, I just wanted to make sure that you're home for Better Call Saul finale, because I don't want one of these again. I said no responses! (laughs) (laughs) Rave reviews on that show, I'm glad you cut that. Oh, I had to. I had to. Once I heard Quana had listened to it 60 times, it's like, okay, (laughs) I gotta get her... I got to get her a clean version for her ringtone. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a great text tone. Every time I get a text from Rob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how I know to put the phone away. Uh... Yeah, I will be pulling in Monday night. Um, it, it also happens to be my 27th birthday, but oh, that's, that's not right. really relevant. Yeah. Uh, not really celebrating that anymore. Not a fan of the numbers going up. Who like you are? It. You are not going to handle thirty well. You are. Yeah, not like to, I don't think they. Uh, I don't even think they make enough candles for you, man. Jeez, how are you going <laughs> to do it? Doesn't fit on the cake, man. Yeah, you're so old. Oh, it's going to suck when I have to swap out that two for a three. No oh, fucking boy. three candle, man. And it cost me an arm and a leg. <laughs> Sad times. Sad times are coming. 
man. What's yeah, new with everybody? What? What's new with everybody? Uh, well, I'm on vacation. Yeah. Well, then what are we doing a show for? By the way, I would like you all to acknowledge. Maybe the lighting isn't like uh, isn't really painting the full picture here, but I've been crushing this tan. I've absolutely hit this tan out of the fucking park this week like I've never done well, before. Your lighting is, to say the least, atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> to put it mildly. Know, it, do- it doesn't quite look like that beautiful Italian olive skin. Yeah. That Nick is oh, the one that claims good. he has right. so that he never gets sunburned. Never gets sunburned, right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm not exactly, you know, blessed with the gift of pigmentation, but... I mean, this week, I just look like I'm from Sicily. You're not blessed with anything of <laughs> positive attributes. <laughs> I got nice eyebrows and one dimple on my cheek. Yeah. Remember, that's that's all I get confident. Nice eyebrows uh, and one dimple. <laughs> that's the name of his memoir. You ask yeah. a woman, like, <laughs> what's my best quality? It's that. <laughs> what? What were you saying? Actually, no. The name of the name of your memoir should be "One Dimple Short." Yeah. <laughs> no, it. I'm absolutely. I've I've destroyed the tan. Like I fucking. It has been a perfect sunscreen ratio the whole week. Um, haven't relathered at all. Just one layer. Wow. You know, it takes uh, it takes courage, really, to go where no man has gone before, and and I've I'm really been dancing on that line. I think it came out. Enjoy victorious. that skin cancer. That's all I have to say. Uh, no, man. How dare you? I, how how dare you? That north, yeah, I know you're jealous of this olive skin. That North Kakalaki sun will just penetrate your body like nothing else before. Uh, yeah. Did did uh, I, I Nick? Did I tell you that I was at a country music bar the other day and they <laughs> sang that Chattahoochee Hoochie Hoochie ch- song? Yeah, it was the Chattahoochee. Was oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I should have, <laughs> I should have had that fucking pulled up for. for I said this. to Rob, "I'm like, this is this is hell." <laughs> uh, I oh only yeah. knew it because of the show. Yep, this fucking song. <laughs> oh my god! I heard the opening riff, and I'm like, "Oh yeah. no!" <laughs> oh, this song was so. B- it's still so big. It's so dumb. Way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. Well, way down yonder on the Chattahoochee, it gets hotter than a hoochie coochie. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do people unironically listen to country? Uh, I don't get it. I don't it's either. Just terrible. It's awful. It's awful. Everyone in the bar singing to that song. Oh, Literally yeah. everyone. Everyone. That's crazy. Then I pull up. Then I I request Springsteen. Oh. And they play Springsteen. I'm the only one in the bar singing. Oh, of course. I don't like it down here. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I like it, but I don't like the music. Ten seconds That's, ago, that you might just said you were going to stay. Yeah. What's that? Ten, Ten se- seconds ago, you said you were going to live here. Yeah, I am, but I don't know if I can live with the music taste. 1993 is the Chattahoochee. May 1993 is when the Chattahoochee was released. And Alan, who is the singer of that song? Alan Jackson. Mm. 
Yeah, there was a Toby Keith song I didn't recognize. Uh, uh, there was some Garth Brooks. And then I, I also requested a, a, a Basket Case by Green Day. Uh, <laughs> Why? Just to I watch mean, everyone look confused? <laughs> again, no one fucking knew what was happening except for us in the bar. All, 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 <laughs> Should have requested that! Yeah, what were you thinking? Oh, I blew it! What were you thinking? <laughs> what, like, I'm a... You know, you know that I'm a long-lifetime Green Day fan. I don't understand why you would re- request basket case in a country bar. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't... There's no what overlap at all in that. I'm just like, dig those drums. I'm fucking, I'm fucking headbanging. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I give myself the creeps. Yeah. Uh, Great song. Great song. Uh, yeah, it's nice down here, though. It's good. That's good. It's good. like the South. Uh, so what's, what's up with you guys? Not, How are you doing? Not much. It's, it's I, I gotta be honest. Your, your vacation is impacting me greatly, actually. Why? Your, your vacation has been a great hindrance to my, my life. <laughs> my joy has, has, uh, it's, it's, has, it's really been, it's has really impacted been. your well, life. And well, first off, none of us like to see you happy. I mean, that's right. what it or really, tan, <laughs> that's what it really comes down yeah, to. Yeah. That's, that's what it all comes down to. <laughs> no, uh, while, while you were gone, I, um, got logged out of your Apple TV. Oh, that's right. And I really didn't want to bother you. So I was going to wait until you got home. Well, that didn't fucking stop you. Did it? Well, so I'm, I'm about two weeks behind now on for all mankind <sighs> and it's your fault. And uh, then Rob texted me yesterday, independently, individually, and he's like, did you see the latest episode? Holy shit. And I was like, ah, all right, fine. I'll go ask. They blew up the moon. (laughs) They blew up the moon. Uh, So so there's that. Uh, I tried to record a show without you, with Adam, Mm -hmm. for our other other program, Why Is This a Thing? And it Mm -hmm. did not work. That audio yeah, nice to really nice to see who keeps the lights on over there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, nice to see what happens. You go out of town for one week, all of a sudden the train stopped running on time. It feels pretty good to be wanted. Maybe I should renegotiate my contract. Well, it is the Nico Empire after all. I mean, what it are definitely we? Definitely is. I think we need to reconsider well, we a, our name. We change. had a, I think we, we got to go back. Joke. We had a great mm-hmm. joke in our show, Adam and I, that will never be released about how. Uh, you know, we only miss you because you're our, our editor. <laughs> <laughs> so you can edit the audio. And lo and behold, you're not there. The episode doesn't even come out. <laughs> yeah. So what happened with your audio? You, you were saying that it was just totally I just, fucked. I royally fucked it, man. Wow. Let me let me see if I can track down the setting. Uh, I'm recording currently on audition, so I wouldn't. Don't fu- fuck with I, it. Don't, don't fuck even with touch it. anything. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't, don't. Your don't. track record has not been pristine this week. No, right? <laughs> we we just need to leave it. What does this have to do with me, by the way? How are your settings off? Because I wasn't there. Well, because you weren't there to click the uh, backup recording button. Oh, right. right, right, right. <laughs> Listen, it's hard work, but someone has to do it, you know? I will say, (laughs) so we have you on Jitsi so that we can see you. Your audio is coming through FaceTime uh, through my Mac Mini. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and your audio and video are still synced up. This is how fucking good Jitsi is. I, Jitsi's the best. I, I, ha- I hate to make it an ad about Jitsi, but it, the low latency of Jitsi blows my mind. Jitsi's such a babe. It is. It is. This little genie. Isn't it a genie? Oh, I guess it's a male, isn't yeah. it? Jitsi's a male. Yeah. How, how, why why is it that um like apps and like AI and ships have female pronouns? You know, I don't know why that's always been. There's, Countries are female. They're all made by lonely men. Okay. That's fair. You think all the ship mm. the ship builders want Instead of having a wife, they decide I'm gonna throw my life into the ship, so it's the only no, I female think, I can have. <laughs> I think with the ship one, actually, the idea was that like when they were out on sea for so long, they were like married to the ocean or married to the ship. I see. I think Gets that was actually out there. Like, part of it. Mm. I think one the of those AI late nights in the middle of the Atlantic, mm-hmm. nothing but a couple pieces of two by four. Mm-hmm. That's also where mermaids came times. from. It was that, that's that's where the idea of mermaids came from with uh, lonely uh, sailors fucking manatees. Interesting. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I have seen like a manatee like in the fucking ocean before, or like in like a river. I've like seen that shit. I'm like, you know what? If I was just drinking, just like pure <laughs> ethanol every night with my pals for. Four months in a row, I would definitely think that was a woman with a fucking fishtail. <laughs> I could definitely see it. <laughs> uh, you brought up AI too, but did you see this week uh, that uh, Facebook their AI uh, that they've released likes it's non-binary? To... Okay, okay, fine, but likes to question the integrity of the election and is a huge moon landing conspiracy theorist. <laughs> I checked it out one day and I mean we were three chats in and it already came up of what do you think of the moon landing and I'm like well it's real we landed on the moon and it's like no I have a lot of questions about the moon landing I think that it was all a and it just goes on into this diatribe about how the moon landing was fake it's just copies the transcripts from episode 930 of the Joe Rogan experience (laughs) yeah That's the only thing they're feeding into that fucking yeah, back end. It's it's insane. It's insane. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, what was it like four years ago? Twitter released an AI, uh, yeah, an AI chat bot, and it was just racism because it <laughs> because of all the right tweets on Twitter. Because it was yeah, using it only Twitter. Puts out what you put in. Yeah, it, it was right? it was it was using Twitter as its hive mind, and it was just horrifically racist. <laughs> Right. Remember the Jeopardy robot that played against Ken Jennings? Was it Winston? No. Watson. 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 Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty funny if just like mid-Jeopardy, he was like, (laughs) actually, six million might be a little high. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) A question comes up about the Holocaust, and it just denies it. It just... You know, Jeff, you re- really can't. I reject still, that still question beans, on its you know? premise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a 
question about the BBC. Why was the fucking reporter reporting on the second tower falling before <laughs> the fucking plane hit the building? Watson, this is a uh, question about the radio. <laughs> um, I watched a really interesting YouTube story or YouTube video on Jeopardy and uh, the James, what's his last name? Holthauser? Holt, Holt? Yes. And, Tower. Uh, yeah, and his run versus Ken Jennings' run, and how they went through and was showing statistics on how the producers may have manipulated the game to end both of their runs, and it it used they were using calculations on how hard the questions were versus how easy the questions were. There's an actual matrix to coming up with how. Uh, how hard a game of Jeopardy is. And it was the easiest game in the history of Jeopardy that got rid of James. And it was the hardest game in the history of Jeopardy that got rid of uh, Ken Jennings. It was a fascinating video. It was a fascinating video. And what is this based on? What, what, so is it based on the questions in a bubble or is it based on how the contestants respond to the questions? It, it, it's a, it's a metric on how many answers uh, or how many questions are answered correctly and how many mm-hmm. how much uh, how many dollars could be won uh, in that game based on the number of answered questions. So I actually know this that this is a, a thing called the Corat score. That's it. That's it. Yes. Yes. I'm <laughs> I'm a Jeopardy nerd. Like there's like a, a there's a website that has um has like advanced analytics. It's like sabermetrics for Jeopardy. Yep. And yeah, and uh, it, it gives you a true measurement of uh, it's not, you know, they take out the daily doubles. They take out all the wagering. Yep. They take out the luck component of it. Right. And it's just raw based on this is what your pure score is. If you take all of the gamesmanship away, it's right. what is the, you know, your pure ability to answer the questions. And you're saying that the, the combined score then would be the highest. In James's episode, is that what it was? Uh, no, it would have. Yeah, yes. So the higher the score, the easier the game, and the game that took out James was the all-time highest score, meaning it was the easiest game of Jeopardy ever. I don't buy that though. That doesn't mean that necessarily the easiest. It means that in order to beat James, you would have to have an insanely high score, right? Um, I'd have to go back and watch the video again, but it it was more about stopping James from getting that large lead at the beginning of his run because other uh, contestants are able to buzz in and answer those questions easier. I thought James's whole thing, though, was the fact that he just buzzed before he even knew what the answer was and then figured it out. He was very quick on the buzzer. Yeah, he was very quick on the buzzer. So, like, I I don't know if the questions have any impact on James's performance. All I know is the girl that beat him the woman that beat him almost beat him a second time when they did the Tournament of Champions. Really? That's interesting. Yes. So I, I don't really think it has anything to do with the game itself. Like, the, the competitor that he had was really good. And they, they had a rematch. And I think the the final, the the um, the last round of the Tournament of Champions is two games. And you take the two scores and you add them together. And she actually won one of those games. Wow. I was going to say, if you actually had, like, the three best players of all time all playing each other... That would probably be considered one of the easiest games of Jeopardy of all time, just because by that metric, yeah. So much. yeah, right. So, right, if you had the three of them together and they're all getting it right, that doesn't necessarily mean it's easy. It's more of a reflection of the players. 
Although it could be that Jennings was uh they they did make the questions really fucking hard for him. That could be. <laughs> yeah, it was a longer time ago too. Like I feel like the questions have gotten a little easier. That was maybe what, two thousand four, two thousand five? Yeah. Something like that. Maybe something like that, yeah. Yeah. I would suggest so it, check out the video uh on YouTube. It's a two parter. I'd have to look up the the creator, but it's fascinating. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. Yeah. We've watched a lot of Jeopardy on this trip as well. Have ya? See, yeah. I can't. Oh, that's all you fucking guys do. <laughs> Whatever you guys all hang out, you just watch Jeopardy and go to the beach. I I think Jeopardy so is, is the worst fucking game show on the planet. We have Pluto TV as a Jeopardy channel now. Yeah. And we've just had that thing on a loop the whole fucking week. I hate Jeopardy. It's just I been the white noise it. in the background of this trip. <laughs> you guys, you guys make me playing so much D and D sound cool. <laughs> they do. You look like James Dean now when you fucking fighting dragon. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just can't stand Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune, really, for that matter. I just don't. I, think... Jeopardy's fun though. Jeopardy's pretty fun. Wheel of Fortune sucks, actually. Yeah. Okay, that, I'm just gonna put that out there. That is the worst game show. Yeah, they both are terrible. What uh, game shows are you watching now, Rob? You know, I haven't watched any for a while now. I uh, Pluto TV has Tosh.0, so that's kind of on the loop in my house all the time. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Pluto TV better than cable. Uh, yeah, it's getting there. It's getting there. It's They've got some good there. content. I know it's all reruns or whatever, but yeah. like, it's better reruns than Comedy Central has. All yeah, day. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I'm not watching a lot of live TV other than Better Call Saul and uh, Big Brother. That'll be over. That'll be over. Yeah. What this week? Monday. Monday. It'll all it? be over forever. Yeah. We will probably Breaking have a. We'll probably have a little section at the end of the show again for Better Call Saul as we talk about predictions and everything, but. I, I don't mean to hurry you guys up. I, I, I'm, I can't really hang out forever. We can keep chatting and doing yeah. all this, but I do want to make sure we get to the Better Call Saul stuff. Sure, absolutely. I do will... you not think they're going to continue the the Breaking Bad universe? No, Vince... I think it's done. Vince Gilligan said as much. Vince said that he's walking away from it probably forever, but he yeah, might until, come back to it again until someday. the bags of money come in and he gets yeah. a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna step away from this for a few years, and the shit's just gonna start. The ideas are just gonna start building in the back of his head. Yeah, but but what do you do? What do you do? Oh, now? Sure, sure. You know, I, I think that there is a difference where at the end of Breaking Bad, you had this character just sitting there, right, with right. so much to be explored. And do we have that? Not really. No, no. Um, but. I don't know, man. I feel like the ideas are just going to sit there and fester. And I am watching the last season of Breaking Bad again just for uh, the hell of it. And, I mean, I, I'm not even going to give a spoiler alert. The fucking show's been over for nine years. If you haven't watched it by now, you, you've fucked up. I Every time I watch Breaking Bad, I hate Jesse more and more. <laughs> every time. <laughs> fucking Jesse ruined everything i hate him i hate him he's the worst character ever he's worse than flynn he ruined everything jesse yes not the guy that poisoned the six-year-old oh and, please that's a and 
He, and, uh, you know, blew up a retirement home. You and... know what? He had to poison the six-year-old because of Jesse. Right, 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 right. Jesse, so it's, it's, it's all Jesse's it's fault. It's all Jesse's fault. Walt, mm-hmm. Walt could have lived the rest of his life as a happy man, doing the, earning the money that he had earned, the $80 million, but Jesse just had to have a conscience and mm-hmm. yeah, blow everything Yeah, that totally implies out. that Walt would have, like, actually stopped. I think I Walt would have stopped. I think Walt was happy with what he had. Walt was point. given a chance to stop. What are you talking Walt about? Walt did stop. He didn't stop. He, he, he didn't. He did. At, at the end of the first half of season five, after he blew up Gus. After he shot Mike in the stomach. And okay. killed all of his guys for no reason. No reason. Come on. He had to get rid of those guys in jail. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. They, Mike was taking care of it. They no, were gonna talk. They were. I can't believe we're relitigating this nine years later. <laughs> it, it is unambiguously fucked up what Walter White did in the last season of Breaking Bad. No. There's no debate about that. I am Team Walter White all the way. <laughs> he is the worst. He is the worst human being in the entire universe. Obviously, not even close. Not even close. Maybe Lalo is worse. And yet, I feel bad for Walt. I still, mm. to this day, feel bad for Walt. Poor guy, man. Poor guy beat cancer. God, <laughs> what a hard life. <laughs> I hate Jesse. Poor guy. I Just got Jesse. his wife in a, in a money laundering scheme yeah. with his meth fortune and hired a bunch of neo-Nazis to kill his brother-in-law. And just, poor guy, man. Yeah, but he wouldn't have had to have the neo-Nazis. Well, he did have to have the neo-Nazis to get rid of the, the prison people. Those, pri- yes! those prisoners were gonna talk. They- no, they weren't. Yeah, they were. It was Mike over. had it under control. No, Mike didn't have shit under control. As much oh. as Mike thought he had everything under control, Mike didn't have shit. He d- it was going really well before Walter came along. <laughs> the whole drug empire was going great. Right, okay, sure. I'll give I'll, I'll concede that point. I'll concede sure, that point. Yeah. Wow, that's a that's a big concession. <laughs> But once Gus was out of the picture, those nine guys were going to talk. They were going to talk because they weren't getting their money anymore. Okay. I, w- I would like to switch gears to, right. to Better Call Saul. Can, how about this? Can we do Better Call Saul now? I'll put some timestamps in. And if we want to do a little bit after, you guys want to do a little bit after, we can do that. I think we can just do a short show today. I, I mean, okay. I don't. I mean, yeah, we've been off a week or two, but. Our our big talk this week is going to be Better Call Saul, unfortunately. Yeah, the important thing is to get this in before the finale. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I want to thank everybody for listening to our 20 minutes of fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Just know I'm living my best life. I have an unbelievable tan. You can't see it now, people, but it just trust it. It's spectacular. I'm sure you send Juana uh, the, the uh, full no button vacation shirt tan photo of yourself oh yes yes i'm, I'm rocking a little man cleavage here <laughs> and uh it looks terrific it's terrible just living my best life man um i sipping on high noons i have a problem it looks like hold on uh-oh my recording my individual recording just died on me Oh, no. My computer froze. <laughs> Not again! <laughs> I mean, we still have the backup rolling. Okay. But yeah, my my computer froze. There... And it's it's unsalvageable? 
It is unsalvageable. All right, well, let's keep rocking and rolling. Man, we're just uh, just firing all cylinders. <laughs> we really are today. This is so, this is terrible. I go out of town for one week and fucking the whole house burns down. Wow. Well, at least we got the backup recording rolling. I hope. <laughs> I hope. I hope. I hope at this point we're fucked. <laughs> no wonder this thing was called the Nico Empire for so long. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. What the hell is going on around here? This is some <laughs> fucking bullshit. Anyway. Man. I have no... You killed I... Julius Caesar and then the Empire collapsed. <laughs> I don't know. It's... <laughs> I don't know what happened. My soundboard is dead. I mean, everything... Is my audio still coming through? I don't know because yeah. I, I'm disconnected from my Mac Mini now. Oh. Yeah. And the Mac Mini runs the... Runs the... Okay. All right. Well, that's back. Guess we're going to be. Oh, yeah. Backup recording is still rolling. And we didn't miss any audio. We didn't miss any audio. No, we're just going to have to use the backup recording, though. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I'm coming through the backup audio, though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think we can move on to Better Call Saul so we can get our predictions in and and end this disaster show. (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to think if I had any other stories or hot takes or I uh, got to play Plinko last night. That's okay. some exciting stuff. I I went to the casino for the first <laughs> time in ages because I was I was craving blackjack like you can't believe. Mm. And ended up winning a hot seat drawing where I got to play Plinko and won $150. Wow. Yes. Did that feel great? Was that like one of the highs of your life? It was a high. It was definitely a high of the year. After the the year I've had, <laughs> yes, it was the the high of a lifetime, to be honest with you. Did, did the announcer go, and now you can play Plinko for 50, <laughs> and you started jumping up and down? No, no. Okay. It was just like, here, you, you want a hot seat drawing. Here's a Plinko chip. Go put it in the board. You can win up to $150. And wow! Yeah, you I maxed out. I maxed out. So, how are you, by the way, health wise, Rob? Good. I'm better. I'm better. I ended okay. up in the hospital last week with uh, Lord knows what. They still don't know. They still don't know. Still don't know. Still don't know. But I'm better. I'm at least able to uh, stand up and uh, be uh, a productive member of society. Well. Debatably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm uh, I'm healthy as a sick horse, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> healthy as a sick horse. <laughs> you know what they do with sick horses, Rob? I know. Right? I'm yeah. <laughs> I was tempted last week. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> to the glue factory with you. To the glue factory. Yeah. Would you use glue if you knew it was made out of Rob? <laughs> I mean It would be the (laughs) stickiest substance known to man. (laughs) I would like to know what horses have that make glue. Like, yeah, is that a real thing that still happens? Have we not figured out a better workaround? You know, I don't know. I don't know if they still use horses to make glue. What the fuck else do we use horses for? I mean, honestly, why does anybody have horses other than to race them and bet on them for? That's all horses are good for at this point. For us to wager bets with. 
ranchers will like herd cattle with them, right? Okay, yeah, they're used as transportation, but get a four wheeler. It doesn't need fed every day. You go, yeah, right? Is that what a horse does? <laughs> yeah, that does feel pretty cool when you get to like, yeah. you know. Have either one of you that. ridden a horse? Yes. Okay. Uh, you maybe Nick? once. I don't remember. Yeah, maybe as a kid or something. Yeah, like, I mean, it was at a fair. Mine was at a, as a child, also, but I don't like horses. Not a big. Fan. I've never like really rode a horse, you know. I did fairly recently. I mean, I, I wasn't like going fast. This was maybe like four or five years ago. Wow. But I, I was trotting. I, I think if I had uh, just fuck you money and I never had to work again, I think I would get a horse and ride a horse everywhere. Ugh. They're just so much work. No, if I had fuck you money, I'd pay somebody I to know, go to work. Rob. But ugh, it's just a waste of money. Even if it is fuck you money, it's a waste. It's a waste. When you have that much money, Rob, it is your responsibility to spend it. Nah, nah. <laughs> it's your job economy. to start wars overseas. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to civil war yet? By the way, what's going on here? Um, we'll wait for the election. We're gonna see. We'll we'll see how valid the election is. I think this is gonna oh end God. very badly. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is definitely yeah. announcing. By the way, he's definitely running. Oh yeah, I'm surprised he hasn't yet. Uh, I think he's just waiting for the primaries to wrap up. Yeah. The final primary. So I think we're going to see end of August, end of this month, like literally in like the next week or two. Wow. Because I think the last primaries that I know about are on like this this Tuesday. Are they? Are more. they wrapping up already? There might be more. But um, yeah, so I think in the next like two weeks or so, you're going to see him announce. <laughs> it's just going to get real ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it crazy, too, that there's a. There's a equal likelihood right now of two former presidents running against each other in the next election. And then there's also an equal equal likelihood that two people who have never been president are going to be running against each other in the next election. Mm, right. Like, it's either Biden-Trump or it's, like, Newsom-DeSantis, right? <laughs> and there's a non-zero chance that either of them go to prison, which is also... Right. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy it's just great having these stakes you know just uh this is gonna end very badly i don't like where this is going i don't like the trend i think we need to nip this in the bud i don't know how you nip it in the bud but this needs to not happen yeah because the second like you know some uh, uh, uh we we imprison a leader or a former leader like what is stopping the next guy from doing the same thing to the opponent right you know? Well, at the same time, though, like, if that former leader committed a legitimate crime, like, we shouldn't be like, well, eh, he, he was a former leader. We can't put him in jail. Like, you know, you, yeah. you also can't live by I, that. I, here's what I think. Standard. Here's what I honestly think. This is uh, definitely not the time to, to be uh, uh, spouting off uninformed political opinions. But here <laughs> I go to high noon steep. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Congress should be in charge of this. I think you let Congress do what Congress is going to do, and the Justice Department, of filled with unelected officials, should not have oversight. I think, like in when you're dealing with former presidents, you should deal with them the same way you deal with current presidents, and that is 
to impeach them, to vote on it, to hold a public trial, to have everything in the open for it to be a political process, which is what they set up in the first place. And that's why they pardoned Nixon, right? That's why Ford, Ford pardoned Nixon, just because like the, the country didn't need to be dragged through that. Right. You know, like we had to heal. We had to move on. Now, Nixon did bow out gracefully uh, when the shit hit the fan. <laughs> Trump is not going to do that. So no. that's an obvious exception. Um, right. But I just don't feel good about, you know, a couple judges and a couple uh, heads of the Justice Department with access to grind being in charge of whether or not a president goes to jail. My my question is, why does Jeffrey Epstein still have connections to everything? <laughs> that is the most hilarious connection ever. The judge that signed the order on the, the search warrant was yes. a defense attorney for was a defense attorney for Jeffrey Epstein? Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, some of, lawyers, of his yeah. some of his, you know, cronies. Yeah. It's amazing how it all comes back to that son of a bitch. Yeah. And that guy was a son of a bitch. And and what remains amazing is that Ghislaine Maxwell is in prison now for trafficking children to no one. Right. <laughs> right. Isn't that an amazing yeah. thing? Yeah. It, it, it turns out you don't actually have to traffic children to anyone in order to be a child trafficker. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Where are these people? So, so I have a question. If you're like one of those people who works outside of an elementary school holding the stop signs, are you trafficking children? Yes. Can you go to jail for that? No. <laughs> I hate myself. Be more that funny. Was, that was not a fucking like that good line. enough joke to take that risk, my friend. <laughs> that, that you was, must ask that, yourself, is it worth getting canceled for? That's what that you have joke to was ask for me. No, that joke was for me. I don't care about you guys. <laughs> I don't care about the audience. That was for me. <laughs> but it was worth it. Yeah, the uh, Epstein thing, it's like the only explanation here is that literally every powerful person on the planet is in on this. Yeah. Because where are the... We have Prince Andrew, and that's the end of the list? Yeah. You know? And he's just got former lawyers that are judges that are ordering uh, search warrants on uh, on former presidents. It's it's fucking weird, man. It's just weird how the power in this country is divided. It's very yeah. it's very bizarre. Yeah, I did hear this is um <laughs> this just made me laugh. I did hear one person post um about like oh well if they can do it to a former president they can do it to you and then someone responded like is anyone else just finding out the FBI could arrest you for committing a crime <laughs> like what are you talking about obviously <laughs> my, my favorite tweet was uh, Baron Trump going through his dad's porno collection and accidentally starts World War 3 <laughs> <laughs> Poor kid. Uh, yeah. The, the kid should go to Europe and play basketball. That's my opinion. I'm sorry. I, I don't care. Yeah. I, I also thought this when the Obamas were in the White House. I can't imagine being a kid that age and having your dad as president of the United States. No, any yes. any child who is sucked that close into politics. Yeah. Is just, it's such a toxic environment to grow up in. I, it's I, like being a child celebrity. Those those. It's, those Ob Obama girls, they grew up to be, I think, very, very good people. But mm -hmm. their mm -hmm. their bring up is is like nothing 
nothing anyone else has ever experienced. And, and same with Barron and yeah. same with any any child that grew up in the White House. It, it's it's insane to me that they grow up to be normal people. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're not too far away from Hunter Biden, you know? Like you could always go the other way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not really joking, you know. No, I I just uh, I always thought, yeah. you know, even in the Obama years, I, I was just mortified anytime any Republicans ever brought up those girls because it's like they are in an absolute no-win situation. So mm. leave the kids out of it. Leave always. the fucking kids out of it. 100%. Yeah. Mm. Okay, let's talk better call Saul, folks. Um, okay. Thank you for joining us. I know it was a shit show of a show, but no, great show. It's <laughs> what we do. It's how it's top how, ten. It's how we do it. It's how we do it. <laughs> so we are going to do better call Saul predictions and uh, just do a little general overall talk. There will be no other discussion besides better call Saul. So if you have not watched season six yet, please do that and come back and listen to us again someday. Um, and with yes. that, okay. Spoilers begin. I uh, am so yeah. fucking over the black and white. <laughs> I love. I don't think we did a show after the ten, the eleventh episode, right? Waterworks. We're two weeks after. No, we're two weeks. Oh, right? what was before that? What was Nippy? Breaking Bad. Oh, Breaking, no, Breaking Bad. Bad was one before right. that. Yes. I don't think we show up. No, nope, we did. But when I watched that episode, I think I texted you, Rob. I love how much the show was fucking with you. Yeah. Because yeah. you were like, I'm so done with Gene and Omaha going uh, back to the Breaking Bad timeline, and they have just not even thought about it. I'm I'm not over the I I can't say that I'm over the Gene and Omaha stuff. I'm over it being in black and white. Give oh us color. God, fucking chill. Oh, it's <laughs> terrible. I hate black and white. Hate it. You know they they've had plenty of opportunities to bring it into color. And I hope, I hope someday they release these episodes in color. Because as, was it just you and I talking last night, Nick, or was it in the group chat? I think seeing Kim in Florida in color would have been even more sad than what, what it was. Um, it would have felt real. You yeah. would have actually felt like a woman in Florida, which is obviously the most tragic scenario I can imagine. There were so many comments. There were so many comments that I read (laughs) that people didn't even. (laughs) I get your joke now. uh, That people didn't even recognize Kim uh, for minutes, and then they had to rewind and watch. Okay. Well, that's well, that's that's a cool idea. That's fucking dope. If that's actually what was happening, like you literally don't recognize one of the leads of the show. That's a How great trick that the rec- show pulled. How could you not recognize I her? I saw though? so many Also, comments. you definitely could recognize her. But if that is the case, I mean, even better. Isn't that kind of the point that she's unrecognizable now? I think, though, seeing her dress, her dress, her shoes, her legs, <laughs> those sexy legs. <laughs> <laughs> I think seeing all of those drab colors uh, oh. in color would have been much more impactful than black and white. Because, um, because the okay. promo shots that we saw of Kim in color, to me, looked so sad because the, the, the colors of her shirt were just so dull and drab and raggedy. And, and you, could, you could see... 
more emotion in color than you could in black and white. Uh, okay. I, I totally disagree. I completely wow. and utterly disagree. Wow. I, I, and I think actually going back to Albuquerque and, and seeing the brightest city in America, maybe just look like any other fucking town, you know, the way that they made that city, which has been the setting of like this epic crime drama now for 15 years, look like just another fucking town in black and white with, you know, a, a parking garage without an attendant and the lawyers sort of no longer in the courtroom. And you might as well just have a tumbleweed rolling right through town. And I thought that effect, the contrast of how Albuquerque used to look in this world, which was beautiful, and to now just looking like it could be the downtown of whatever city you're in is fucking really cool. Yeah. It's it's, it's uh, weird because I feel like on a small scale, uh, on, on just like the scale of seeing Kim again in black and white was kind of annoying and it would have been nice to see it in color. Thank you. Um, but I think that on a larger thematic uh point for the season there there is a reason that all of this timeline is in black and white there's like a larger thematic reason for that so in my lifetime i never thought that i would be better friends with nick than i would nico (laughs) (laughs) no because i initially did agree with you rob in the chat and i still do sort of initially but yeah only an only in a uh, small picture sort of way in a big picture sort of way i disagree and how about this? I'll give you one more. Having Carol Burnett on this show representing the old guard. Now, I'm not even sure a lot of this was intentional. Maybe this stuff is just a consequence of the casting. But the idea of a show set in Omaha in a more innocent, uh, untouched city than Albuquerque, starring one of the icons of the television medium, Literally almost being strangled oh, by Saul I, Goodman. I wanted him to strangle her out so bad. I mean, like, <laughs> but think about how much is loaded. And think about the subtext that's loaded into that. You're set in a black and white show. And literally the new way of television is about to strangle the old way of television. Yeah. And sort of the past, the changing of the guard, the passing of the baton. I, I okay. I'm just gonna say this right cool. now. I think these these three fucking episodes have been absolute goddamn masterpieces. I'm so yeah. into this part I, of it. I fucking I want, love it. Man. I want to talk about this last episode too, in particular with Gene, which yeah. like there were two moments. One, watching him do the breaking and entering, where he literally breaks the glass, opens the door. He's going inside, yeah. just grabbing watches. I'm watching this and I'm thinking, like, is this really what? jimmy is reduced to like with Mm -hmm. these high production scams he was running previously he's now just Mm -hmm. resorting to petty theft and then just minutes later we see him take a telephone cord and wrap it around both hands like he's about to strangle her and i'm like Mm -hmm. how far has this man sunk from these intelligent scams to he's literally i do not recognize this person he is just another thug but what was street. what was so fascinating about all of that when he was about ready to strangle her out with the telephone cord is it it, it all came full circle very quickly like it was it was Jimmy Saul Gene Saul or sorry Jimmy Saul Gene back to Jimmy in an instant because <laughs> she broke him she broke Gene in terms of him remembering fondly because he loved his old people as he was Jimmy uh, back in the day when he first started being a lawyer. He loved doing the elder law. 
And yeah. she broke that in a millisecond. And all of a sudden we see Jimmy back for a split second. It, it was the acting was perfect. The, the setup was perfect. Uh, it, I, I just can't say enough about Carol Burnett either. But she's the best. Yeah. Just doing great work at 89. Yeah. Just fucking killing it, man. What what I also love is the fact that in many ways, Jimmy has underestimated her, uh, assuming that she would never catch on. She's just this old lady who doesn't right. like he was saying things and doing things in front of her that were obviously suspicious. And just mm. assuming that she would never catch on. And right. she did catch on yeah. quite quickly. She was very sharp. Um, and I, think, I appreciated that. And I think I that's guess. what he forgot from his Jimmy days is that the old people that he worked with and loved were much smarter than he ever gave them credit for. Well, I think he resented the people that took advantage of them, too. Well, yeah, you I know? think so. I mean, that, that yeah. was the whole that was what the Sandpiper case was all about. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. Um, and. Yeah, and it was it was one of those moments of like, what have I become? How far am I really willing to go here? Yeah, um, just like because he was spiraling. That was the other thing too. Like after getting that Kim phone call, I, I think he was operating with this sort of reckless abandon and this this kind of uh, he wanted to get caught. Right. Yeah. I mean that that's sort of the point too is he wanted to get caught. Um, it's incredible. Odenkirk's amazing. He's playing three characters on the show. I mean, he's playing three distinct characters mm-hmm. on the show, and they're all credible. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, that's great. And then uh, your girl Ray, Ugh, your girl Ray, the best. I just the best. Just the the. I mean the 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 airport terminal scene. I mm-hmm. think is gonna get the most like Emmy consideration. Yeah. Like that's the scene where it's like capital A acting, right? But the scene where she's in Saul's office. And yeah. uh, he tells her to have a nice life. Have a nice and, life. Yeah, just the amount that she's doing with her face there. Yeah. Uh, it's just as good as acting gets. It's so good. I absolutely. I feel so bad for Kim because she can't even bring herself to make a decision whether to use Miracle Whip or go with real <laughs> mayonnaise. She can't even. She she is so traumatized. She can't even bring herself to make that decision for herself. Mm. That whole time they were talking, it felt like they were actually discussing whether or not they wanted to have a kid. Did uh, anyone else get that? No, I did not pick up on that. He was like, he was like, he was like, should we try it? Should we try it? You know? And like, yep. they, the way they kept yep. saying yep. that, yep. and they're holding yep. mayonnaise. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. just like, yep. I was, yep. 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 That's yep. what I got. Yep. I literally yep. walked away from that conversation thinking they're discussing having a child. Yep. 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 What a horrible lay. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. What a terrible fuck that guy is. <laughs> uh, I, I, we watched the episode together, me and my buddies here, and uh, not no fans of, uh, of Kim's new beau. <laughs> but that's the point, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, supposed the guy, to be that everything in her life is like a step down. Yeah. yeah but I mean, I think none is better than some dude saying yip over and over in your mouth <laughs> or in your ear. As he's laying on top of you. <laughs> he's laying on top. Of, yeah. 
<laughs> that was the best. That was such a great detail. I want to know who wrote that into the script. Oh. <laughs> what a terrible fuck. I want to know what I want to know what episode of The Amazing Race they were watching. Yes, The Amazing Race. <laughs> I, I would like the internet sleuths to get. On I this. can't figure it out. I don't remember it at all. But I want to know what uh, episode of The Amazing Race they were watching. That'd be pretty funny if Tony and Dallas just had a cameo. I know. <laughs> it gives me a connection to the Better Call Saul universe. Yes. <laughs> you know, a minor actor in Better Call Saul. <laughs> Wait, better yet, what if you could determine where you were when this these events were? Occurring? Oh, that's, that's really interesting. In real life, where yeah. was I when this was happening? Yeah, you that's probably... Funny. You probably spoke to whoever was featured on the screen. Oh, for sure. Episode. There's no doubt yeah. about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I felt bad for Kim. Yeah, I do love the brunette, though. Yeah. I love the brown hair. She... So let's let's do a little bit of predictions, I guess, because I, I have a lot of questions yet. Well, okay. I, I, I do want to say... I love... Um, I love how they name their episodes. I always have. Obviously, like she works at a waterworks company, but like yep. the title was really referring to her breaking down at the bus, right? Or or the Stop. rain in the Jesse scene. Yeah, uh, I don't think that's it as much. I think it was about no. Her crying. That's kind of what it is, right? It was raining. <laughs> you guys saw the meme I shared. What? No, I don't think I did. <laughs> it was a picture of Jesse talking oh, to her. Yes, and the, <laughs> the captions said, uh, "Jesse said." Uh, Hey, yo, Kim, do you think I should really better call Saul? And she said, only if you're breaking bad. <laughs> masterpiece. That's a fucking masterpiece. That's about as bad as it's Morbin time. It's Morbin time. <laughs> what do we think of the Walt and Jesse stuff so far? Where do we stand on it? You know, I, I take it or leave it, right? I liked seeing the moment that Jimmy figured out who Heisenberg was. I it was I liked him putting the pieces together there in the RV. Um was it necessary probably not. Probably not. Uh yeah, I thought that scene kind of sucked. I I really liked the Jesse scene in this episode, although that's kind that of fan service as well. Yeah. That was that was the better. best one so far. Yeah. Yes. I I do wonder like so in the Breaking Bad episode uh, you have the Mike scene where Mike is explaining to Saul who this guy is. I liked cancer, that one too. That that scene filled in all the blanks that I think you needed to fill in. Yes, because uh, you know he says, um, you know, this guy's small potatoes. Gus isn't really uh, interested in him. Whatever. Like it, it sort of it recontextualizes the events of Breaking Bad to make it seem like Saul was a little more involved in getting Walter hooked up with Gus than we first thought. Right. You know, like. And you can imply the the scene of him walking to the high school, cross cutting with the uh, you know him walking into the uh, the guy's home. I, I think works without showing Walter on screen. It, it does. Um, it was a little ham handed, honestly, but yes. it was still yeah. good. It was still good. Yeah. So I think you if know, you don't have that scene in the last episode, if you don't have the Walt and Jesse scene, and the Kim scene is the first time you see Jesse. And they pull away and they they show him exposed from behind that that pole. I think that's like even more effective. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I have a maybe I, now it's been a while since I've watched Breaking Bad, so I could be misremembering this. But I felt like 
uh, watching some of these more recent episodes that it didn't I I didn't realize how big of news and how much people outside of Walt and Jesse's immediate circle were talking about the events of Breaking Bad See, in this universe. Do you I, know what I mean? And I feel like these recent episodes have done a good job of introducing that. I more. am really glad you brought that up because that is something I would love for them to focus on is how how has this impacted the rest of the world? And what, like, what news stories are on ex- literally like even if they just had an episode that was just clips of news stories yes. that they released one day. Yes. Like, that'd be really interesting to watch. I, I wish they dove more into that. And, and the only reason I say that is because of the the conversation between Kim and Howard's wife. I want yes. to know more context of what Howard's wife might have seen uh, living in the Albuquerque area uh, or, or how much how big a news nationwide it was. Now, we got a feeling of that in Breaking Bad because uh, the Schwartzes, what's their names, Elliot and, yes, and Gretchen. Gretchen were on 60 Minutes. So right. obviously it's major news across the world yeah. or across the United States. I just want to know more in context, especially with with Howard's wife, um, how that all connects together. I wish they could do more of that. Yeah, Robert Forrester in the Granite State episode of of Breaking Bad makes it clear like you're the hottest uh, client I've had by far. Right. Like it's and and even with Saul, I think there was a mention in that episode. Like it's going to be tough getting rid of you because your face is plastered on every billboard in Albuquerque. Yeah. So if you ever run into anyone that has been in Albuquerque for an extended period of time, there's a chance that they're going to see you. Right. And that's what the whole Jeff thing is about. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And it, also, you have to keep in mind too. It's a little bit earlier on. Obviously, like the internet is around, but it's not as prevalent. I mean, Carol Burnett's literally using Ask Jeeves. Right. That's how old we're dealing <laughs> right. with here. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if like, you know, social media has not really taken off yet. I, I don't know if there's sort of the ubiquitousness of information the way that there is now. Um, it's but if, if this like, if this was real life in today's world in 2022, like I would not be surprised if like Better Call Saul commercials were on YouTube in this universe right i mean right 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 because they were so outrageous that somebody would have been like oh these are funny let's put them up weren't isn't that what uh was on carol burnett's computer yeah 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 yeah, yeah. she was watching one right or listening and and that was the first glimpse of color that we saw in his glasses uh Mm -hmm. in that universe or in that timeline and it was a callback to the very first episode of better call saul when he uh watches the first omaha flash forward Right. He's watching the videotape of his old ad and he gets the reflection in his glasses yep. in color. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, so great show. That's my take. So according, I fucking love this show. <laughs> according to Brian Cranston, we should have more one more Walt scene. Correct. Yeah. Um, I'm sure we'll see Kim again. Maybe. How do you not? How do you not? Yeah. No. I mean, she's in the promo clip or in the oh. promo shots so we do oh really this yeah. is i mean let's be honest this is the jimmy and kim show like the first half yeah. of of better call saul was about uh jimmy and his older brother and the second half is about jimmy and kim and that's it second half really should have focused more on kim breaking bad uh more than it did well 
They didn't well, I don't as think that's time. what it was, though. They she, didn't spend as much time on yeah. Yes, yes. I see, but yeah. I would say it escalated much more dramatically. Absolutely. Than for most people. Yeah. Well, she realizes that she went too far, too. Like, she does the thing that Walter White and, and Saul never did. And she said, I'm going to, I need mm-hmm. to go away. I need to punish myself. I need I, to go to purgatory for this. I also want to. interesting to see what her punishment looks like. Like, it, we get a glimpse through Kim in this last episode of what it could have looked like if Walt just walked away or if Jimmy just walked away. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Right, which is nice. I also want to know how closely Kim followed the Walter White saga and how much she cared about what Jimmy was doing during that. I I, I want to know, was she keeping up with it or was she trying to ignore it altogether um, and just lead her life? Um, Yeah, I mean, it seems like based on the Francesca phone call that she had a pretty decent understanding of what was happening. Yeah. And also she was keeping an eye on Mike and Gus. Definitely. Right. Right. You know, that that's clear, you know, because obviously that's a big part of her life. She's concerned about whatever they're doing um, and how it might implicate her in the future. So, but that was the moment when she tells Saul, turn yourself in. Yeah. And a, a part of her is like, okay, well, I can't really demand this out of him if I'm not willing to own up to my own actions. So that's what sort of facilitates that meeting with Cheryl. Right. And, and he also says, like, listen, Mike and Gus are gone. Everybody's dead. It's yeah. like there's no real consequences anymore. You know, there's no there's no real reason to keep up this lie. And, and Kim's not going to face any consequence, legal consequences from this affidavit that she submitted. Probably not. Not I mean, that it really matters. She, I don't think she really cares. But no, I don't think she really cares. But she's just. I. I think. I feel like she wants to be punished for it, and she won't yeah. be. Right. Well, I think whether or not she's in jail or in Florida, it's kind of the same fate. Right. Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, what happens to Jimmy? I mean, Jimmy and Kim have to meet one more time. I feel like I feel like I don't think so. And the show, I don't think so. You really don't think so? No, no. I I think, and I I said a version of this to you guys in in the chat. Like, I I thought the last scene that they were going to have together was in flashback, and it turned out that in the last episode, at least, that's what it was. Um, I don't I don't think they get a sort of satisfying storybook ending. I I don't even think they have a a tragic ending together. I I think they're done. I think they're done. Maybe, you know, if if he ends up in prison, she kind of makes a call or maybe maybe something like that. If he's in court, maybe she sits in the courtroom. But But here's the here's the thing that sticks in my mind. Her visit with Howard's wife, Cheryl, right? Mm -hmm. She's still protecting Jimmy. She's she knows he's alive. But yet she still makes that comment of, well, you know, my ex-husband, if he's still alive. Right. Has more information. Keeps that one tied to the vest. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what makes me wonder if there's not another meeting between the two. Because she still. What kind of meeting? I don't know. I don't know. I could see. I could see a phone call that goes to voicemail. (laughs) Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I could see something in court or in a jail cell. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, what the show has made clear, it was never going to be 
the storybook ending that a lot of fans had in mind of like they're just going to reunite and get back together and all no, 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 be happy. No. I don't think any of us think it's going to be happy. I mean, let me say this. She goes back to Albuquerque, right? Why, really? I mean, to talk to Howard's wife, right? And to submit this affidavit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why. She's there. I mean, I guess like she's going back. She's going back to Albuquerque. Terminal. Right, but then the episode also ends with Jimmy running away. We don't know where Jimmy goes. Assuming it, we have to assume he's leaving uh, Nebraska. That's that's why I think he heads to Florida. I think he heads to Florida to try to see Kim in person. And I think she Doesn't probably head to Florida. I mean, and she's not there. No, I think she'll be there by the. I think she'll be there by the time. By the time he gets there, I, I'm, I'm not reading the timeline. Think about the timeline, the of, the timeline are, of the phone I, call. I, like, what? Well, I was gonna say, think about the timeline of the phone call that triggers her uh-huh. to go to Albuquerque, and that yeah. triggers him to do these crimes, and then need to flee. The t- amount of time it could have taken for her to like organize a flight and everything. Maybe he gets to Florida the same time she's in Albuquerque. Maybe they don't meet again. Maybe Jimmy meets her boyfriend or husband or whatever. Does Jimmy want uh, to? I mean, it just—it seems like it's I don't over. know. I don't know what's going to happen at this point. You know what I mean? Like, I've he, never he been able to predict. The, he the slammed the phone. Go. He kicked the, the phone booth. The, the glass shower. Like it doesn't. It that seems done. That that to me seems done. It doesn't seem like she wants anything to do with him. It kind. It doesn't feel like Jimmy thinks there's a chance of anything happening. Like, I don't know. To to me, and I. I guess what, whatever happens, like, I'm not going to, like, the show, they're better at writing TV than I am. So I'm not going to say, like, I'm no. going to be upset if this happens. <laughs> no, don't say that about yourself. Don't, but, don't be like, so hard on yourself. Like, to me, it doesn't feel like that's the ending that he deserves. And what I've loved about this last stretch of episodes, compared to the last couple episodes of Breaking Bad, just for example, is that the show has not looked to give this character an easy way out. No. You know, the Breaking Bad gave Walter White the sort of triumphant moment. Sure, he's a bad guy, but he killed the even badder Nazis, you know, like he literally put them up against skinheads and like he got this victorious moment at the end. I don't think Jimmy's getting that at all. I think they kind of learned their lesson from that. Um, So, yeah, I think he tries to get in touch with the the vacuum cleaner guy. I think the vacuum cleaner guy gives him the cold shoulder, probably because Robert Forster is dead now (laughs) and can't be in the episode. But I think he says something like, yeah, like you had your chance. You're too hot now. You know, you you blew it. You committed this stupid crime for no reason. Um, what I am curious, though, I, what's up with that promo with the car in the desert? That has got to be his car that they ditched. Right. In the right. that Lalo found. Right. Why are they showing that? Man, I don't know. Hmm. Sounds like it is a, what a seventy an hour and twenty minute episode without commercials. Really, I think that's what I heard. Oh, that's sick! Like seventy nine minutes without commercials. That's sick. The title of the episode is Saul Gone, which I think mm. they dropped the ball. Yeah, <laughs> it, it should have been that Saul, folks. Dip 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 dip. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't, but so you think he dies? Yes or no? Yes. You think Saul dies? I think Saul's dead. I think what Saul's think? dead. I don't know. I mean, probably, right? I think no. 
I think death's too easy. I think it's too easy a punishment. I think he needs to rot in a, a cell. And I think the show maybe needs to end in a courtroom, you know, coming full circle. Like, I think that's the, that's the fate he deserves. Justice. Law. Yeah. yeah, I get that. that. That's fairly poetic, actually, for, for a show like this. Yeah. But that's, that's I, I, mean, I don't... Jimmy's never. Jimmy's also never killed anybody. At least not directly. Right. Right. Not like not like Walter. I mean. Right. I don't think Kim is happy though if Saul gets punished and she doesn't. Mm-hmm. I I I. That's why I don't. That's why I think he ends up dead versus, uh, in jail. Because I don't think that that makes Kim happy. God, what, like, I mean, this is sort of outrageous and probably not what's going to happen. But, like, what if he's found guilty, she gets away scot-free, so she kills him, and then she goes to prison? (laughs) (laughs) Sort of outlandish, but, like, I don't know. I don't think she'd kill him, though. I don't know. And then Jeff takes off his mask, fucking Mission Impossible style. (laughs) Yeah. And it's Huel. And it's Philip Seymour Hoffman. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Rob, you got to give these episodes credit. They at least answered the Huel question. They answered the Huel question after nine years. It's amazing. Love it. Love it. Fucking Huel. The only only real prediction I have is that I, I don't see how they could end the show without jimmy seeing kim again i don't think they get a i don't think they get a nice happy moment i don't even necessarily think they get an intimate moment where it's just them it might be in a crowd it might be like we said in a courtroom or something but i feel like they have to see each other again we got to see their faces looking at each other one last time boy i i have to almost agree with you nick i almost have to agree with you yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree, but I've been wrong for fucking seven episodes now, so it wouldn't be the first time. And this fucking last episode, <laughs> they better switch to color. Oh, Holy relax. fuck! I think there's gonna be a lot more black and white still. <sighs> I uh I don't know. I still think that they go. I still think they also fade from black and white to color when he sees her. I think that is a big mm. okay. All right, okay. Mm. I stand by that. But okay. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Well, right. I th- I think that does it for our pre-Saul finale. I am going miss, to miss it. Going to miss it. I have not been this excited for an episode of television since Breaking Bad went off the air. Yeah. Like, it, I, I, I have not had this experience with a TV show. I mean, Game of Thrones came kind of close. There's True Detective kind of came close. Uh, th- th- this is a whole of the level though uh i will I, I mean i know we don't talk about anything other than saul in this section but if you've been enjoying saul as much as you have a, as much as we have i really suggest for all mankind because this season finale of for all mankind i was so excited to watch that i yeah. took a half a day off of work to watch it <laughs> I, I'm not even. Wow. I'm not even joking. It has been. It has been awesome. This latest season. I'm a few episodes behind, like I said earlier, but um, so far, overall, this season has been incredible. Also, um, just shout out a few other shows, I guess. Right? Like again, the rehearsal is. Oh my fucking god! In oh my god! I I don't think I I've talked to a few people about this. The last episode of the rehearsal that I saw, which uh, the, the, the fielder method. Now, 
I didn't. Yeah, the fielder method. There were yeah. two distinct moments in that episode, two separate moments where I went, "This is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life," Ev- and it happened insane. twice. It's hmm. fucking crazy. This guy, it's it's unbelievable. Like how far HBO is letting him push it. Wow. He's he's a he's a genius. Okay. He's an absolute a, genius. This man. Minor minor spoiler. I'll say the first half of the episode is him teaching an acting class. Yeah. While simultaneously hiring a bunch of actors to play him and the other kids in the class, so that he can play one of the kids okay. in his own wait, class, wait, we have, so yeah, he can we have watch to kind his of class the from the, the show, kids' though. perspective. Have, yeah, <laughs> we, we, let's do this another time. Let's no, not do this in the Better Call Saul section. <laughs> You're crazy. Watch the rehearsal; it's the best shit yeah. you'll ever see. It's, it's, it's so, so good. We'll we'll talk this in Gen, gen Pop. It's insane. We'll talk this in Gen Pop. Okay, next week we'll yep. talk about it. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's see. <laughs> I think everybody needs to join the Discord. Yes, um, definitely. I uh, will have my uh, uh, thing up as an NFT soon. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. We will probably do a post Better Call Saul show next week also. And we're going to talk about the rehearsal for an hour and, and a half. And we'll talk about the rehearsal. The greatest show of all time. I'm not sure I'm going to agree with that, but well, number two to better call. Okay, yeah, that's you got to watch it, Rob. <laughs> oh my god! I, yeah, I need to get it down. I mean, I need to get HBO Max installed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We will catch you back here next week. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs>